You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. And it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. Just have fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love Biden wants to inoculate as many people as possible. So you can have to get an annual shot. I mean, it hasn't been formally announced yet. They don't want to like uh, rile everyone up. The drug companies, the food companies, the vaccine companies, they pay us hundreds of millions of dollars a year to hire and keep the reviewers to approve their products. If they can get every person required at an annual vaccine, that is a recurring return of um, uh, money going into their, their company. So how do you know it's already getting approved? Well, they're not going to, um, I mean, just from everything I've heard, they're not going to not approve it. Meet Christopher Cole, an executive officer at the FDA with over 20 years experience who claims to be directly involved in the approval process of the various COVID vaccines. I think um, what's going to happen is um, it's going to be a gradual thing. School's going to mandate it. Why do they need the third one? Well, the same reason um, that you or I would need the thermal leak. So the three will bolster your, your system. And then there will be an annual, um, eventually an annual, just like the flu shot. For the toddlers? Well, for everyone. Okay, so the toddlers too then. We'll have to get Pro it Okay. I don't completely agree with their, the process. What do you mean you don't agree with the process? Well, I mean, they um, they don't have all the, all the tests aren't there. So I agree with the thing that it is important to inoculate them, um, but you can't provide the, um, the parent as much um, assurity as you normally want to. It's an EUA for all all um, all age groups, all designations, and then you have to get approved by specific age groups based on the study. Do you think that's really an emergency? 
for the toddlers? Well, they're all uh, improved under an emergency. The efficacy data doesn't have to be as high. Mm. The standard is on emergency use authorizations is that it does more benefit than harm. I thought their cases weren't that high for six what, months to four-year-olds. They're not, but it, because it's um, related to COVID, it's under that approval process. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. It is and has always been about money. Now, that isn't anything that you and I haven't, you know, we don't already know. We know that. And the purpose of Project Veritas, the purpose of Life from America, is not to change the minds of the higher-ups at the FDA. It is not to change the minds of an illegitimate regime that is illegally, <clears throat> excuse me, and illegitimately occupying 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. No, the purpose of Live from America and the purpose of Project Veritas is to, one at a time, expose these people to the American public. Now, I know that millions of people aren't watching this at the same time that loved masks and loved COVID that go, oh, I'm going to change my mind. But if we can just get a portion every single time, Every single time James O'Keefe and his team put out a video, every single time we beat it to death here on Live from America, then we are winning. The social media companies of the world, the big tech social media companies of the world, they tried to silence us. The FBI has tried to silence us. The mainstream media tries to silence us. And I told you months ago, as we move further and further away from the reality that COVID is actually killing and, and, and infecting everybody. And as we move closer to the election and as we expose more, they're going to fight like rats in a corner. That's what they do. They feel threatened. They feel their power structure crumbling and they act like cornered rats, rabid dogs. And that's how you know you're winning. That is exactly how you know that we are winning. Because look at the pushback now. When they take everything from behind closed doors and bring it out into the public and say, this is what we're doing. We're going to restore order. We're going to take your freedoms if we have to. You don't have the freedom to do this. You don't have the freedom to do that. When they laugh off freedom like Biden did, everybody wants to talk about their freedoms. Yeah. Yeah, we do. And guess what else? We're not just going to talk about it. We're going to be about it. We're going to take our freedoms back from you because you had no legitimate or legal right to mess with them, change them, remove them, and take them to begin with. And when this is all said and done, it's even going to go back to repealing all of the restrictions on the Second Amendment by the time this is over as well. You've opened Pandora's box, and now we're going to make sure that we absolutely crumble, destroy, eradicate, and explode the Democratic Party as we know it. Ladies and gentlemen, you are locked and loaded right here, live from America. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. And this is February 16th, year of our Lord, 2022, coming to you from the live free or die state of New Hampshire. And as always, I'd like to tell you that I am honored and it is a blessing to be doing this job for each one of you. Thank you for hiring me and thank you for having the trust that this would grow into what it is today. Now, that wasn't the only video that dropped by Project Veritas about this guy. There was another one as well. 
There was another quick video as well, uh, and this was a response from the FDA saying, the official response from the FDA before I play you this video says, the person purposely in this video does not work on vaccine matters and does not represent the views of the FDA. Now, the guy that you saw was Christopher Cole. He's the executive officer of Countermeasures Initiative at the FDA. So what they're trying to do is diminish this guy's role at the FDA. But when James O'Keefe and Project Veritas reached out to FDA to get this official response, they basically backtracked their official response in their official response. Like I said, folks, rats, rabid dogs in a corner. Check this video out real quick of also Christopher Cole. One second here. Here we are. The public health initiative which oversees coronavirus. Oh, wow. Because my, uh, my agency oversees vaccines. Oh. Vaccine approvals and, and uh, devices for vaccines. There you and go. And my office clears all the uh, emergency approvals. There you oh, go. Because since COVID is under an emergency uh, order, mm-hmm. we don't oversee the regular approval of vaccines and devices for vaccines uh, and drugs. My office, which has scientists, lawyers, and managers mm-hmm. and other managers, we expedite the approval of any emergency. Um, so that's what, that's, that's my job is, okay. is doing that. So basically, ladies and gentlemen, they, they, they said that his official position at the FDA is that he does not work with vaccines when he admitted that he actually does his office that he oversees does exactly that. They're the ones that approve um, emergency use only uh, authorizations. They're the ones that risk or that, that calculate the risk associated with that. They're the ones that the whole thing has to go through. It's incredible, and I want to thank James O'Keefe and Project Veritas. Way to go, folks. We already got $16 in the uh, Rumble Rants this morning. As an, and, and again, folks, uh, if you see value in the production of the show getting better, that is all because of our producer, and we're relying on the Rumble Rants in order to uh, pay to have a producer. So <clears throat> it's only going to get better, folks, from here on out. Let's give some live shout-outs real quick. Let's go to Rumble real quick. Kayla, how you doing? God bless you. Greg, good to see you. Caterlin, hello. Miranda Dolan, hello. How are you? Um, uh, there we go. Kelly Fullen, we're actually going to read something from you today, so we'll get to that in just a second. Melly, good to see you. Thank you very much. Nolan, how are you? Brenda Hines, God bless you. Thank you for joining in today. Jenny from Colorado, we love you, and we hope everything's going okay with you. I don't know how, uh, how uh, the, the plumbing situation worked out for you, but we hope that it worked out fine. Christine from the Show Me State of Missouri. How you doing? Show me the money. Well, not really, but that's what I think of when I think of Missouri. Uh, Andrew says, Project Veritas is the bomb. They are the best investigative reporting team out there by far, and it's nice that they're inspiring other people as well. Darlene from Michigan, good to see you. And Jerry from OHIO is in the building at, on Rumble, I should say. Now, folks, let's go to Getter because we've got a growing Getter family over there and we want to make sure that we never leave a man or a woman behind. A man? A man? A woman? (laughs) So we got some Getter family. Let's, uh, hopefully the Getter family is chiming in on the chats. I do not see a chat started. Oh, there we go. Here it comes in. America, um, American girl, Amanda Collins. How are you? Thank you very much. Again, I appreciate your Valentine's day gifts. Marina says, uh, Graham, Graham from Washington state. Good to see you, man. Um, Joe Demers, thank you very much. Vessel is joining in. Carol, the cowgirl on Getter. 
Uh, we've got Delma Warren. Daisy Girl is watching on Getter. And one more here. Let's give it to Benny Clow. How you doing, Benny? We'll, we'll say hello to Susie as well. Good morning and God bless Susan Cannon from Falls, Minnesota. Hopefully you are not banking with the bank that debanked Mike Lindell and my pillow. Their loss, right? Why you would want billions of dollars or hundreds of millions, whatever it is that flows through that company, why you wouldn't want a piece of that, why you would let your political stance get in the way of business is just a woke, um, it's just a woke uh, ideological uh, ridiculousness that I have, that I'll never understand. I'll never understand why you would put that kind of crap over your actual business needs. It doesn't make any sense to me, but it's going to hurt them. I can guarantee that because it's not just going to be Mike Lindell, just like it wasn't just Jeremy Harrell that left PayPal. It was thousands of other people as well. And that's how we take them down, folks. I do want to give you an update before we get to the Lord. Not that I want to hold the Lord any longer. There's that beautiful cup that was sent to me yesterday. It says, you can't beat God. And that is a true statement because my hat says so too. And of course, the beautiful cross. Um, We are moving forward with running for state rep here in the state of New Hampshire. And I got my first designs uh, from Rival Design this morning, who's helping out on that. And so is Advantage Specialties, by the way. But Rival Design has come up with a campaign sign, the rough version, and of course, a, uh, a t-shirt or a sticker slogan, um, a, a slogan design as well. So I just want to say thank you to Rival Design for that. And we are moving forward with my candidacy here as state rep here in New Hampshire. And I have no doubt, I have no doubt, ladies and gentlemen, when God in our corner, we're going to do just fine. I would also like to read a letter or a card from Kelly Fullen. <clears throat> Again, ladies and gentlemen, they have been, they were a, uh, a recipient of a Slurp Fund donation to help their family through some difficult times. And this is what they wanted me to read from myself and especially my wife. We would like to thank everyone that provided donations to help us out in our time of need. And then they put um, a verse here for the poor will never cease from the land. I command you saying you shall open your hand wide to your brother, to your door and your needs in your land. What a wonderful verse and what a wonderful thing to keep in the front of our minds every single day. When you help other people, you are doing heavenly work. When you help other people, you are doing the Lord's work. And it's an incredible thing. Let's go to the Lord right now, ladies and gentlemen, and read from the verse of the day. If you are not getting the morning newsletter, I would absolutely recommend that you sign up for that. It's very easy. Just go to JeremyHerald.com. Scroll down to somewhat the bottom maybe of the first page and you'll see a newsletter sign up. Just sign up. And if you already have and you're not getting them, they're coming somewhere. You just need to check your other folders. Mine comes through my promotions folders, which is weird. But let's get to it, ladies and gentlemen. The morning newsletter is titled, Stressing and Worrying Are Tools of the Devil. Stressing and Worrying Are Tools of the Devil, Luke 12 25 and 26. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? What a way to start that verse out, huh? What an amazing question to start that verse out. Luke 12, 25 that says, can all your worries add a single moment 
to your life? I would like all of you to answer that in the comment section as I continue. And if you worry, and if worry, excuse me, cannot accomplish a little thing like that, then what's the use of worrying over bigger things? Wow. Wow, what a great question. Two questions, great questions. And I wrote this. Excuse me, I got a little scratchy throat from talking so much uh, yesterday, screaming. The greatest trick that the devil ever played on the human population is making people believe that he does not exist. The greatest weapon he has, however, is sowing seeds of doubt in your mind, making you feel anxious, depressed, unworthy, worthless, and worried about everything in life. It's like taking down, um, it's like trying to take down America. You can only do it from the inside. And the devil tries to do the same thing with your body, your mind, and your soul, folks. Destroy you from the inside out. But God promises to take care of all of that for you and shield you from those arrows by giving you the full armor of God and reassuring you that everything is going to be okay. He says in the verses before and after that even the ravens are taken care of by God. They don't plant and they don't harvest food or store it in barns so that they can have a stockpile. God just feeds them and takes care of them. And how much more does God love you and offer to take care of you in your life than he does a bird? He says that the lilies grow perfectly as they are intended to. They don't work or worry about clothing themselves. God takes care of all of that as well. He takes care of everything, but only if you let him. So try it today if you have not. Let it all go. Drop to your knees somewhere today in private and ask Jesus to take all of that from you and shield you from doubt, worry, depression, and, ladies and gentlemen, anxiety. Don't let the devil have the power over you in the name of King Jesus, we pray. Amen. And now, folks, if you're wearing a hat, please remove your hat as we go to the Lord in prayer together. This is the most important part of the show because we are all praying in unison to Almighty God, giving him the glory for his mercy and his grace that he gives to us for free. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen, and a little bit of a word of advice as we continue to do the show. Don't feed stray animals if you don't want them to continue to come back. And I think you know what I am talking about. Let's get to the first and foremost section. Cups up. Let's slurp. Here we go. Thousand shares, folks. Yesterday, we had almost 6,000 people in here. Let's see if we can do that today. That is your part of the show. This is my part of the show. And let's get on to the first and foremost section. The American Trucker Convoy is gearing up to follow Canada's lead. However, we are taking it a step further. Okay? 
and not to insult Canada or anything like that or say that we're doing it better because if it wasn't for Canada, if it wasn't for brave, freedom-loving, God-fearing Canadians, nobody would be doing this. But I said weeks ago, the smart thing to do when this happens, when this started to happen, I said the smart thing to do is watch, support where you can, learn from their mistakes, and learn what went right and what went wrong, and then capitalize on that and do it better. That's what we're doing here in America, ladies and gentlemen. We are adding not just truckers, ladies and gentlemen, to this convoy. We are adding pilots, doctors, and nurses to this freedom convoy. You really want to talk about shutting things down? This is how you do it. This is how you do it. You get the pilots, you get the doctors, you get the healthcare workers and the nurses, you get the first responders, and you get mama bears and papa bears, ladies and gentlemen, and you rally up and you make a real difference. This will be the most courageous and most beautiful thing that we see for a very, very, very long, long time. And again, folks, again, I want to thank Canadians for reminding Americans how to be an American. God bless everybody in Canada. And for all those LFA Canada family members, we love you. We thank you for your grit, your guts, your determination, your never-say-die attitude. Thank you for waking us up. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining in, it won't only be truckers in that convoy here in America, but truckers, nurses, doctors, Pilots, and I want to see mama bears and papa bears who are sick and tired of their children being muzzled, masked, abused, herded like cattle, and treated like crap. Now, I don't really know if I agree where this convoy is going. However, it is strategic on the people that are running it. It's strategic on their part. They obviously have a reason for doing it this way, and I'm going to support them 100%. And, and I will probably end up going where they're going in order to cover that or send somebody to cover it and report back constantly. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to this next video here where we're taught where they're talking about it. Um, uh, the strategic plan that they have in place. And this was on Eric Bowling's Newsmax show yesterday. Check this out. Um, we are here to announce that um, the Global COVID Summit, the doctors of that, and the pilots of U.S. Freedom Flyers are joining hands with um, the truckers in in the convoy. Um, some of them will be embedding in the convoy, uh, and this is this is exciting. This is a slice of Americana, and that white collar and blue collar are joining hands, and um, we're all in this together. I know it's hard to hear, but okay, great, Brian. Now you're one of the co-founders of, of the convoy. Tell us what the plan is. What's your message? Our message is uh, kind of a couple there, but freedom uh, and the state and federal mandates and the, um, you know, the, the, how do I say it? And the emergency power authorities remind Americans of their freedoms. You know, people have become too comfortable with government on our freedoms. And then of course, accountability. We want congressional hearings and Americans deserve uh, clarity. Yeah, and Josh, I think this is fascinating. Pilots getting involved as well to support your fellow freedom-fighting patriots. Tell us why you guys got involved. 
Yeah, absolutely. As, as everyone knows, you know, the airline industry, we, we had really totalitarian orders that came down, you know, mandating that, that we get the jab or lose our jobs. Uh, we stood up starting back in August. And it was very effective within our industry. Uh, the truckers and the doctors came to us and asked us to, if we would support the movement, you know, and we just want to stand with them in solidarity. I mean, we believe that Americans deserve freedom. It's really frustrating to see that, that people have allowed, you know, so much of our freedoms to be taken. And I think it's time that we all stand together as Americans. This isn't about pilots, truckers, or anyone else. It's really about the American people as a whole. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. And that's exactly what we need to see. So I hope and pray that it's true that not only doctors and pilots are getting involved, but I hope nurses and mama bears and papa bears take this as an initiative to also get involved. Now, I want to show you what Lee Dundas posted on her Instagram yesterday. I want to remove the uh, the lower thirds here, please, so that we can actually see what's happening here. And I want to tell you what, uh, what her post is actually showing, the best routes, the rally points, and the main message. Now, it gets pretty tricky when you're talking about rally points and the routes, especially with this FBI and this DOJ. However, ladies and gentlemen, this is where we are. That's why I said if I was doing this, I would be doing this a little bit different, but I'm not organizing this and I'm not going to complain about the way they're doing it. I'm just going to support them. But here we go. The message is the American Freedom Convoy 2022 from California to D.C. Message free to work, free to travel, free to learn, free to question, free to speak, free to pray and free to say no. Now, what this is showing you is the main routes. Look at my cursor here. I'm, I'm on the screen here with my cursor. This is showing you the main routes right here. So no matter where you are in the country, this is going to show you. And again, this is on Lee Dundas for Freedom Instagram page. <clears throat> and it's showing you where they're starting with it, which is here, and where they're ending with it, which is in Washington, D.C. Even though Washington, D.C. is a ghost town, I guess there's a strategic reason for that. But what else it shows right here is rally points. Now, these rally points right here with the American flag, I'll show you where my cursor is. We're right here. There's one in Santa Fe, Mexico. There's one up here in Denver. There's a rally point there. We got rally points up and down the Midwest here. It looks like from here, moving on up through the Midwest, right up into here. And we, of course, have rally points all over the East Coast as well as people move and make their way towards Washington, D.C. So we're going to see if uh, Lee Dundas will come back on because she is working with the organizers, not only of the Canadian convoy, but also working with organizers here in America as well. So we, um, she promised she would come back on and keep us updated on that. So we'll be reaching out to her today to get her on the page. And uh, again, if you want to go to Lee Dundas's Instagram page, you can see that posted there. And again, the message is free to work, free to travel, free to learn, free to question, free to speak, free to pray, and free to say no. And they're going to start in Barstow, or excuse me, Barstow, California, on February 23rd. Be there, we honk at dawn, it says. Be there, we honk at dawn. Somebody asked how to spell her name. <clears throat> L-E-I-G-H. D-U-N-D-A-S. L-E-I-G-H-D-U-N-D-A-S. And then it's for freedom. That's her Instagram page. Lee Dundas, the number four, and then the word freedom. I agree, guys. I don't know why we're going to the nation's capital when it's a ghost town. And it's really, I don't, I personally 
think that you could do this in a much more strategic, like the southern border, that would make far more waves. You know what I mean? You would be accomplishing the goal of shutting the gears, the blood, sweat, and gears of this country completely down, and you would garner the national attention that you're covering the southern border and keeping out the riffraff. I think that would be much more powerful, much more of a statement. You'd kill two birds with two birds with one stone, and you'd have a bigger bang for your buck. But again, I'm not here to criticize. I am here strictly to support. So we'll see what happens, ladies and gentlemen. This could change at a moment's notice. So just keep, um, keep your eye on this. I'll keep my eye on this. If you keep your eye on me, that ought to work because I'm going to be stuck to this like glue. Please, ladies and gentlemen, share these videos and preferably to platforms that will get you suspended. I know that's a lot to ask, but that's the fight that we're in right now. Now, speaking of the trucking convoy, let's move north. Let's go north to our neighbors in Canada and let's see what's going on there. I'm going to play you a video right now. And this next video that I'm going to play you is actually, ladies and gentlemen, Canadian parliament members shouting down Justin Trudeau multiple times during a uh, parliament hearing where, and, and things are done a little bit differently in, ca- in Canada than they're done here as far as the, how these hearings work. Uh, but you'll recognize some of the same liberal and Democrat tactics uh, as you do here in America. But let's go ahead and play this video now um, because this is going to show um, Candace Bergen up there absolutely destroy Justin Trudeau to the point where he has no answer but to answer something that he wasn't even asked, ladies and gentlemen. And this is how Democrats always do it. They dance around the question like Michael Jackson. Check this out. Invoke the Emergencies Act. 24 hours in and there are more questions than answers. Questions about whether this is justified, questions around if the criteria is met, questions around what this means to Canadians' rights and freedoms. Parliamentary approval is required in order for the Prime Minister to use this unprecedented sledgehammer. So, can the Prime Minister tell us when will Parliament be debating this? Will it be coming to us on Friday? And does he expect that we will look at it Friday but then rise, take a week off, and not actually deal with this until March? The Right Honourable Prime Minister. After discussions with cabinet and caucus, after consultations with the premiers of all provinces and territories, after uh, conversation with opposition leaders, we decided to invoke uh, the Emergencies Act to supplement provincial and territorial capacity to address the blockades and occupations. I want to be very clear, Mr. Speaker. The scope of these measures are time-limited and geographically targeted. They are reasonable and proportionate to the threats they are meant to address, and they are fully to be compliant with the Charter of Rights and Freedoms to uh, reassure all Canadians uh, that this is the right thing to move forward. Honourable Leader of the Opposition. I had a very simple question to the Prime Minister he was not able to answer. It would appear this could be more political drama for the Prime Minister. He name-calls people that he disagrees with. He wedges, he divides, he stigmatizes. Yet in spite of all of his failure, Coote's border has cleared. Windsor has opened up. Provinces and police are doing their jobs and blockades are starting to come down. But the Prime Minister thinks that now is the time to use this extreme measure and invoke the Emergencies Act. Isn't it true that the Prime Minister's actions could serve to actually make things worse and not make things better? Exactly. The Right Honourable Prime Minister. Mr. Speaker, this is about keeping 
keeping Canadians safe, protecting their communities and neighbourhoods, and ensuring jobs and our economy. I'm afraid I'm going to have to interrupt the honourable, the right honourable Prime Minister. I'm trying to hear the answer, and I'm having a very difficult time. There's some shouting going on. I'm going to have to ask the honourable members, maybe just keep it down. And if you've got something that you're not agreeing with, talk amongst yourself with someone next to you. You don't have to shout it out to the person across the floor. <laughs> the right honourable Prime Minister. Now, here's the thing. I want to stop that just real quick. I want to come in and I want to interject here before we play any more of this. Um, the uh, the moderator guy there, whatever that magistrate, whatever the heck that title is that he has, and somebody in Canada that's watching can please uh, let me know what that title is of, uh, of his. But um, he tells people to stop shouting and stop saying things. Well, then you need to instruct little uh, Fidel Trudeau to answer the question. That's it. Because if you're not going to answer the question, of course people are going to shout you down. Answer the question. But like all dictators and all tyrants, the truth is just too much for them to handle. So I just can't stand the way he gets up there and says that, but doesn't press the prime minister there, Fidel uh, Trudeau, to actually answer the question. That's the whole reason that people are shouting him down. Let's move Baker, forward. Baker, you are absolutely right. This is a time for responsible leadership, not crass partisanship. The situation requires additional tools not held by other federal, provincial, or territorial law. It's what responsible leadership requires. Oh, yeah. These measures must be and will be compliant with the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. We will always defend the rights of Canadians to peaceful assembly and to freedom of expression. But these blockades need to end. And unfortunately, conservative politicians continue to encourage the leaders of these blockades. Well, leader of the opposition. Well, let's get down to the basics of what this is really about. I like this what she is says about here. the Prime Minister's ideological attachment to keeping COVID restrictions and mandates. 63% of Canadians want the restrictions and mandates to end. Conservatives presented a motion yesterday asking simply for a plan, but the Prime Minister is in denial and is ignoring the science. He might as well be back at the cottage because he's doing nothing productive or constructive to help this situation. Can the Prime Minister tell Canadians when he will end the divisive, outdated and unscientific mandate and restrictions? The Right Honourable Prime Minister. Like I said, this is a time for responsible leadership to end these blockades. There he goes. Unfortunately, the Conservatives continue. There he goes. Long story short, ladies and gentlemen, it is the same thing over and over and over again. This gutless turd can't answer a simple question. This gutless coward, wuss bag, can't actually be an adult, and he's getting schooled by the leader of the opposition party, uh, Miss Berg, uh, what's what's her name again? Kelly, uh, Candace Bergen, getting absolutely schooled by her. Now I know that she's no prize-winning cow when it comes to standing up for freedoms. She stayed pretty silent for a majority of the last two years while all this went on. I understand that, but today, ladies and gentlemen, I think we need, I think we need to give her the uh, the Smarty Award of the day for actually putting little Fidel uh, Trudeau in his place. So. Miss Candace Bergen, you get the Smarty Award of the Day. I gotta say, I think she deserves it. 
I think she deserves it. But that little gutless turd, that's his new name. Little gutless turd, Fidel Trudeau. I can't stand that guy just as much as I can't stand Obama. He's got that same, he's got that same kind of uh, uh, elitist swag that Newsom has and that Obama has. Very charismatic, but very, very out of touch. Seem to be very intelligent, but are actually very, very stupid individuals. Very stupid individuals. You can catch these people up easy as one, two, three. And she did. And she did there. Now, he lied quite a bit, even while he was giving his template answers to those very specific questions. He lied quite a bit, ladies and gentlemen. Number one, um, he said that a majority of Canadians, and he's talked to all these premiers, right? And a majority of Canadians want this to end. He's talking about the trucking convoy. However, a majority of Canadians, actually 64%, ladies and gentlemen, as of this latest poll, 64% of Canadians say, quote, it's time to drop the restrictions imposed on Canadians because of COVID-19. 64% of the entire country, okay? And another thing he said, which he was a complete liar when he said it. Hold on, I can pause that real quick. We're not ready? Okay. He was a complete liar when he said he spoke to all of the premiers, right? All of the different premiers in Saskatchewan, Ontario, British Columbia, all those areas, all those uh, different uh, provinces. He spoke to all of them, and they came up with this conclusion that the Emergencies Act was the best thing to do. However, I just showed you a video last week from the premier of Saskatchewan who said, basically, we got to end this. This can't keep happening anymore. And as a matter of fact, they did end it with the last measure being taken out. Of, I think it was on Friday of last week. Now, this week, we have the prime minute, uh, the, the premier of Ontario, Mr. Doug Ford. And he's got a lot to say about this situation as well, because he is now coming out and saying that he doesn't really agree with anything that Trudeau is saying. And he says, we need to get rid of this stuff. We need to move on. It's over. COVID is done. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Doug Ford, the premier of Ontario, Canada. You know, you, you can go to you can go to Costco, you can go to Walmart, you can go shopping. You know, you don't know if the person has a shot beside you or not, but we also know that it doesn't matter if you have one shot or ten shots, you can catch COVID. See, the Prime Minister has triple shots, and I, I know hundreds of people with three shots that caught COVID. We just have to be careful. We've got to always make sure we wash our hands and, and move forward. But, Colin, we can't stay in this position forever. We've got to learn to live with this and get on with our lives. I bet if I asked every single person in this room, do you want these damn masks or do you want them off? They want them off. They want to get back to normal. They want to be able to go for dinner with their families. And there's every single person, including myself, knows people that are unvaccinated. You know, sure, there's there's the rebel rousers. And then there's just hardworking people that just don't believe in it. And, and that's their choice. This is about, again, a democracy and freedoms and liberties. And I, I hate, as a government, telling anyone what to do. We just got to get moving forward and, and get out of this and protect the jobs. You know, I think a lot of people call them, probably yourself too, everyone's done with us. Like, we are done with it. Let's let's start moving on and cautiously. And, you know, we've we've followed the rules, all of us, like 90% of us, for for over two years. The world's done with it. So let's just move forward. Now, ladies and gentlemen, when you have somebody like 
that, who's the equivalent of basically a, uh, a top-level rhino in our country, when you have somebody like that saying what he just said, you know it's over. COVID's done, ladies and gentlemen. It's been done. There's no such thing as an Omicron variant. And there's sure as heck no, thing as a, no such thing as a Delta variant. Period. There never was. The whole thing has been done. Is there a such thing as COVID-19? Of course there is. Of course there is. Tony Fauci funded it using your taxpayer dollars and created it, manufactured it, and then weaponized it in Wuhan, China. That's a reality. It exists. But all these stupid variants and all this hype and all this fear, it's over with. And when you have people like that saying what he just said, you know it is done, by, finished, gone, peace. And we all need to start acting like it. Every single one of us need to start acting like it. And it's the only reason that he didn't get the Smarty Award of the Day, and Miss Candace Bergen did, was because of his past, um, his past comments about COVID and locking people down. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's what's going on in Canada and uh, and the and, and America as far as the trucking convoy is concerned. Uh, hopefully, we're gonna get um, we're gonna get Brian from RSBN on the show. He's actually with the Mike Lindell uh, My Pillow Truck uh, as it tries to bring a. a you know, warmth and blankets and pillows and sleepwear to these truckers. And I reached out to him last night. Hopefully we can get him on tonight as he's actually in the MyPillow truck. So let's wrap that up and let's move forward, ladies and gentlemen, with stuff that's happening uh, back here at home. And that is Liz Cheney's January 6th committee has now subpoenaed Arizona State Rep Mark Fincham and Arizona GOP Chairwoman Kelly Ward. I'm also going to reach out to Mark uh, Fincham and get him on the show and, and, and talk a little bit about what he plans to do as they move forward with this subpoena, these fake, phony, illegitimate, wrong subpoenas by this girl right here, Miss Yellow Teletubby herself, Liz Cheney, ladies and gentlemen. On Tuesday, the January 6th Unselect Committee issued subpoenas to both Mark Fincham and Kelly Ward. Last week, President Trump said the Unselect Committee is a cover-up of the real insurrection which place took place on November 3rd. And yes, that happened. Um, the sham investigation is targeting uh, Mark Fincham and Chairwoman Kelly Ward because the big lie is finally unfolding in Arizona. Both have been outspoken critics of the fraudulent 2020 election and strong advocates for election integrity. Mark my words and make no mistake about this, folks. Make no mistake about this. The January 6th committee is picking fights with people that they do not want to pick fights with. And they've already started racking up the host of people that are going to end up destroying them and their careers, including one of our own on Real America's Voice News, Mr. Steve Bannon of the War Room. You're biting off way bigger chunks than you can chew, little Miss Piggy Liz Cheney. You're biting off bigger chunks than you can chew. And you want to know what this is? This is a form of intimidation. That's all it is. All of these subpoenas, all of this drunk with power attitude and procedures and policies by this illegitimate committee, it's all about intimidation. The same reason that the FBI came and visited me, knowing full well that I'd never stepped foot in that Capitol building. It's all to intimidate. And they know what's happening in Arizona, and they don't want it to move forward. They just don't. They don't want this investigation moving forward. They don't want indictments. They don't want Kelly, uh, Carrie Lake winning the, the governorship there and, actually, and absolutely destroying all of the fake fraudulent stuff that's happening there. So this is all intimidations. The committee is seeking records and testimony 
And Arizona State Senator Wendy Rogers knows the deep state is scared of the audits and the state legislators exercising their constitutional authority to reclaim the electors. She actually uh, tweeted out, Mark Fincham and Kelly Ward, this is Wendy Rogers, tweeted out, Mark Fincham and Kelly Ward did nothing wrong. The feds in the deep state are scared. That's exactly what's happening. And they're lashing out. They're gnashing out, like I said, like rabid dogs or rats stuck in a corner, and they do not know what to do. The fraud committee will stop at nothing to prevent the truth about November 3rd from getting out, ladies and gentlemen. It's no different than it has been since that day, and we just need to keep pushing forward. Do not be afraid. It says it in the Bible umpteen times. Do not fear. Do not be afraid. The Lord will go before you and lay out your enemies and instruct you on what to do with them. All we have to do is continue to move forward fearlessly, courageously, and not even give a moment's or not even bat an eyelash at any of these fake loser subpoenas or any of these fake loser FBI agents knocking on your door and saying, oh, we'd like to, uh, you'd like to shut up and leave my door. Thank you. Goodbye. Fourth, uh, um, fourth Amendment. Boom. See you later. Have a good day. That's, what hap- that's what's happening the next time they come and see me. I'm not even going to give them the opportunity to have a conversation. You here to arrest me or are you here to talk? Oh, we're here to talk. Well, how many of you are out there? Well, there's two of us. Good. Talk to each other. Get out of here. You know what I mean? Now, I want to dive a little deeper into the swamp. I want to dive a little deeper into the Durham report that was filed last Friday. I think it's very important that we continue to stay up on this and to continue talking about this because the left had a meltdown yesterday, especially, ladies and gentlemen, on TikTok. If you, go to t- if you have TikTok, go to TikTok and watch the left meltdown over this Durham report. Watch them melt down over what happened. Of course, it's all a conspiracy, right? So here are eight more intrigues inside John Durham's latest special counsel filing. Number one, was Jaffe using a pretext to surveil Trump? In the motion, the special counsel's office stressed that Rodney Jaffe's internet company had come to access and maintain, and maintain excuse me, dedicated servers for the EOP, the Executive Office of the President of the United States, as part of a sensitive arrangement whereby it provided DNS resolution services to the EOP. The fact, this fact proves fascinating when, um, when read against the Michael Sussman indictment that explained why Jaffe had provided the Georgia Tech researchers access to the data. And it was um, perpetrated purposely to allow them to establish proof of concept for work that they were seeking to perform under a government contract, which was eventually awarded in November of 2016. But ladies and gentlemen, the EOP servers were dedicated servers, meaning that they were just for one thing and one thing only, suggests the need for Georgia Tech researchers to perform a proof of concept analysis served as a pretext for Jaffe to target Trump because the EOP would seemingly be a completely separate database that Jaffe would need to provide access to. Number two, Jaffe could have been surveilling even more. I won't read through all of these, but I'll just give you the overlay of what uh, these, these, um, these different uh, subjects are talking about. Friday's filing also connects to the revelation exposed two weeks ago when Special Counsel John Durham's team filed a discovery update in that court filing. In that court filing, the Special Counsel's office explained 
that it had recently learned that Sussman had met with the Inspector General of the Department of Justice in early 2017 on behalf of Jaffe. During that um, circa March 2017 meeting, the Discovery Update explained that Sussman provided the Office of the Inspector General a forensic report that supposedly showed that Jaffe had observed that a specific OIG employee's computer was seen publicly in internet traffic and was connecting to the virtual private network in a foreign country. So that means, folks, that they weren't only surveilling President Trump, they were surveilling multiple other people. And this is illegal, 100% illegal. Number three, did other intel people intend, uh, did other intel people attend the Michael Sussman meeting. Okay, check this out. A third detail from the filing also takes a new significance when read against Friday's motion and the now public details about Sussman's meeting with the CIA concerning his claims that Trump or his, and his associates were using supposedly rare Russian-made wireless phones in the vicinity of the White House and other locations. Okay, that meeting took place on February 9th, 2017. Sussman had informed the special counsel's office that he believes there were additional government employees at that February 9, 2017 meeting beyond those noted in the discovery previously provided to Sussman's legal team. Can you guess who that might be, folks? Can you guess what names that might be talking about maybe all the way up to Barack Obama? Number four, focused on the Clinton lawyers of this filing. This was focused on the Clinton lawyers, Okay. Of interest first is the fact that the, uh, since at least July 2020, Durham's team has been interested in Sussman, his former law partner, Mark Elias, and their former firm, Perkins Coy. Durham made this point clear in, in, uh, in nothing that Latham represented all three clients from July 20th through approximately July 2021. July 2020 from, to July 2021. So it focused on the Clinton lawyers. Number five. Who knew what, when, and where according to whom? Given the fact that Durham explained that some of the factual issues likely to arise will be whether Sussman did or did not tell Mark Elias and Perkins Coy that he was billing work on the Alpha Bank allegations um, to the Clinton campaign and whether Sussman did or did not receive instructions regarding his billing of the Clinton campaign and his meeting with the FBI general counsel. Basically, what they're talking about here is that they're working their way up, just like you would do with the mob. They're starting small and working their way up. And they're going to get to these major names, which I guarantee you, at the top of that pile of crap is going to be a bigger pile of crap, and that's Barack Hussein Obama. The Clinton campaign is front and center. So basically, this is number six. The Durham campaign is saying, look, this is all done by the Clinton campaign. Everything stems from the Clinton campaign. And this is their baby. However, a lot of this would have had to been signed off on by that bigger pile of crap, Barack Hussein Obama, or at least he knew about it and said, do what you got to do. Keep me out of it. Because there's no way he didn't know. There is no way that the Clintons the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, and the entire DNC were working on this and Barack Hussein Obama didn't know about it? I mean, I'm sure he was busy spotting Michelle Obama lifting 450 pounds bench pressing, <laughs> but he dang sure definitely knew about it. Number seven, more hints of more charges. Check this out. 
At numerous times during Sussman's testimony, the special counsel explained attorneys from Latham interjected to clarify and or address issues relating to attorney-client privilege and other topics. Further, during that testimony, Sussman admitted that he bought, or excuse me, brought the Alpha Bank allegations to, to Baker on behalf of, of a special client, name, namely Jaffe. Also, although Sussman did not identify Jaffe by name at that time. And it's unclear from the motion whether Durham is suggesting that he would seek additional charges for Sussman's allegedly intentionally misleading the congressional committee, but the special counsel has previously made it clear that its investigation of Sussman is not even close to over, and the statute of limitations for such criminal charges will not run until this December on the five-year anniversary of Sussman's congressional testimony, giving Durham even more leeway than he had in the case of Sussman's allegedly false statements to Baker, which need to be filed in September, or which needed to be filed in September 2021. And last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, number eight, the swamp is so swampy. And the reason why that is number eight is because if you really dig into this filing, based on what I just told you, it is going to get deeper and deeper and deeper. And I am hearing from friends on, that have inside sources. I don't have inside sources at the White House, but I have friends that have inside sources at the White House. And from what I understand, uh, resident Biden or the people that are pulling the strings, they're going to try to get rid of Durham. They're going to try to get rid of the special counsel ASAP. Just like they complained that President Trump was trying to do with Bob Mueller. However, President Trump did not do that. Okay? So, it's about to get rocky, ladies and gentlemen. It's definitely about to get rocky. Okay? Now, we're getting close to the end of the show, and I, I, I did not want to have to do this today. I really didn't. I did not want to give the Dumb Dumb Award to the next recipient. Because it's somebody that I've admired for quite a long time. Okay? And, uh... Now, I know that this person that you're, about to, that you're about to see and I'm about to give the Dumb Dumb Award to, I know that they were anti-Trump for a while. They ended up coming around about halfway through his presidency, and then they ended up being a little, even more pro-Trump towards the end. However, birds of a feather, you can't change, a, we'll put it this way, you can't change a tiger's stripes, and you can't change a leopard's spots. And you always go back to what you know. And ladies and gentlemen, even though this next, gen, this next man is incredibly intelligent, probably more intelligent than 10 me's combined, very articulate, very fun to listen to sometimes, what you're about to hear him say made me stop admiring him and probably made me never listen to him again. And ladies and gentlemen, that's Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro said something in this video that I was watching. I loved this video. I thought it was funny until he said what he said about President Donald J. Trump and January 6th and the November 3rd, 2020 election here we go we'll continue what is fragile about whiteness just gonna play this out for a little bit so you can get the context every part of who i am has been distorted or criminalized okay pause it right there you know the person speaking right there you can't see it if, the, if you can't see it the person I'm speaking playing, right there is uh, Linda Sarsour. i'm playing this for a reason to lead up to it or demonized you hang out with terrorists you are an open anti-semite but she's a victim so just to get this straight no white person is a victim, but Linda Sarsour is a victim. Hmm. Okay, let the propaganda continue. Or criminalize. It's really just a bunch of white lies. <laughs> <laughs> white lies. <laughs> Storm in the Capitol. You're not patriots. You're ridiculous. Right here. Oh, well, Margaret Cho. You know, 
speaking of ridiculous people, she's saying that the people who stormed the Capitol are ridiculous. Now, um, I agree that if you storm the Capitol wearing buffalo horns, you are, in fact, ridiculous. But then the next move in this trailer is to connect those ridiculous people and white supremacy generally with President Trump. So they, they kept trying to say this, by the way, that January 6th was about white supremacy. And it was always a stretch. It was about a bunch of people who had been lied to and told that the election was stolen and believed that they were saving democracy by invading the Capitol building and preventing the certification of the election. They were wrong, and many of them were stupid, and many of them were criminal. But there's not there. I'm sure there were white supremacists among them. All right, I'm going to leave it right there. uh, You don't need to hear anything else about other than what he just said. He said January 6th was not about white supremacy. He's right there. He said it was about a bunch of people who were being lied to. So he's he's implying that President Trump was the one lying because President Trump was the one that told us all about it, right? So he's implying that President Trump is lying. He said it's about a bunch of people who were lied to and tried to go prevent the transition of power from one president to another. They were lied to about the election. And they were stupid. All right, Ben Shapiro, you will never get another view of mine ever again until I hear you retract that statement, which you won't because you're too proud, you're too smart, you're too whatever it is that you are. But one thing you are out, you are is out of touch. You are way out of line and you are way out of touch with the American people and with actual facts. For somebody who's so incredibly intelligent, for somebody who understands the way this country works probably better than anybody on TV, that was a stupid statement to make. Somebody asked, when was that? That was yesterday. That was yesterday. That was yesterday. So Ben Shapiro... Shape up or ship out, my friend. Shape up or ship out. Now, I know that Jeremy Harrell saying this about you isn't going to hurt you in any way, and I don't want it to hurt you. I don't want it to hurt the Daily Wire. I don't want it to hurt your company. I don't want it to hurt your coworkers. I don't want it to hurt anybody. But what I do want it to do is wake up some people up who might have admired and watched you as much as I have. That video's from yesterday, Lauren. That video is from yesterday. So, since we're stupid... And since we were lied to and tried to prevent the peaceful transition of power and stop a free and fair election, Ben, until you can retract that statement, I, for one, am done watching you. And not only am I done watching you, but you also get. And I'll throw that in the rhino bucket, the rhino dumb dumb award of the day. What a sniveling little turd to say that stuff. Now, I want to end the show with a smile like I always do, and I got two little quick stories for you. Number one, if you are a Floridian, you should be very, very happy about what I'm about to tell you. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has a significant lead over every Democratic challenger for the governor race. When it comes to polling, Ron DeSantis is in very good shape. He is currently beating all of his Democrat challengers by a comfortable margin. The media has tried so hard to take him down, but not a single report has ever worked. Four years after winning election by the narrowest of margins, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis leads his three most likely Democrat challengers in advance of November's midterm elections. The new poll finds the survey conducted by the nonpartisan firm Mason Dixon Polling and Research found that Ron DeSantis is claiming more than half the vote in matchups against Representative Charlie Crist, State Agricultural Commissioner Nikki Freed, and State Senator Annette Tadeo. 
DeSantis's lead, uh, DeSantis leads Crist uh, making his bid to return to Tallahassee a dozen years after his sole term as governor ended by a 51 to 43 percent margin. He leads Freed by a 53 to 42 percent margin. So double digits, folks. And he leads Tadeo, who represents a Miami area district, 53 to 37. That's crushing. DeSantis leads by much wider margins among independents against Christ. He leads 56% to 33% among those voters. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you live in Florida, you have to love that news because you get to keep one of the greatest governors in the history of the United States of America, regardless of the things that he's done wrong. We all do things wrong. And now I want to leave you with an even better story that will put a smile on your face. And this is a story about President Trump that you may not know. Now, once in a while, once in a while, ladies and gentlemen, um, I'm just reading some nice comments here. Uh, Once in a while, you're going to hear a story about President Trump that you've never heard before. Why? Because President Trump is, is as much of an egomaniac as he is, and we can all agree that he is. There's a lot of things that he does in private, charities and stuff like that, that you never hear about. And you never hear about them until the people that he actually helped come out and say it. And we have one of those stories to end the show today. Here we go. Shane Bovet, B-O-U-V-E-T. In 2016, President Trump saved Shane Bovet's father's life by paying $10,000 for his cancer treatment. Shane's father, Donald Bovet, is now cancer-free. President Trump is still friends with them to this day. And... His new book is coming out soon, so help Shane by following him at Real Shane Bovey on Instagram. That is Real Shane S H A N E B O U V E T, because his new book is going to talk. A, a portion of that book is going to talk about uh, President Trump and how he helped his family and his father become cancer free. Those are stories from a leader that you want for America, ladies and gentlemen. You will never hear a story about Joe Biden doing this. You will never hear a story about Joe Biden or Barack Hussein Obama or anybody in the Democratic Party stopping and paying somebody's house off, paying somebody's cars off, helping them out of rough situations, quietly giving them thousands and thousands of dollars to help them through medical treatment. You'll never hear about that. You want to know why? Because they're greedy, evil people. They do not care about helping anybody else. And it makes me sick. When I see resident Biden talk about his Catholic faith and the same sentence, turn around and say, it's okay to mutilate a baby, rip it apart and sell its parts for profit. So big shout out again to president Donald J. Trump, big shout out to Shane Bovey and a big shout out to people who actually care because when you care for other people and you help other people, regardless of your political positions, regardless of your ideology, of your ideologies or anything like that, That is doing heaven's work. That is doing the Lord's work. And we come full circle and end the show the same way we started. We're talking about helping other people. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for Live from America today. We are two minutes past the hour. So thank you very much for staying with me. I love you. God bless. Remember, there are right ways and there are wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. If you need any information about the studio's address to send things to, it has been scrolling on the bottom of the screen. And ladies and gentlemen, we only need 5 more percent to get back to where we were when PayPal decided to purge us. So if you got, uh, if you got a little extra in you or you've just been thinking about it and you're on the fence, 
Why don't you go to JeremyHarrell.com today, become a one-time or even a monthly donor, and that will help. God bless you guys. Thank you for sticking with me today. I'll see you at 5 p.m. for more Live from America. Have a great day. See you later. Rebirth of America. Been a long time coming and we all learned something that we won't ever give it up. Long as I'm bleeding, I'ma never stop screaming that we first in America. First place. Black, white, brown.